all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God, we thank you tonight for this word. Speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with strength. Speak to us with power. The atmosphere is ready when we are open. We rebuke any distractions of any shape, form, or fashion. And we pray that your word would answer prayers. Your word would give direction. Your word would give clarity. You said that your word is a light and it's a lamp so light it up tonight and give us a lamp to our path in jesus name i know you praised him a lot tonight but it is his church so he deserves it can you put one more praise on it right there hallelujah 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 come on grab a seat in the building grab a seat youtube grab a seat facebook grab a seat harvest channel it's time to get into the word let's go to work say i'm ready so our series, as you know, is the kingdom in you. It's our summer series, our teaching series, because I want you to get results. I do not simply want you to go through the motions of coming to church and never have any movement because your life is being enriched. It is my goal as your shepherd to make sure that every time I take this microphone that what I say gives you the tools you need to walk God's word out in your life. And God does not just want you to walk it out. He wants you to walk it out and get some other people with you to walk it out with you. Watch me. Not only will the second half of this year be better than the first half, but you're going to cause more people to come to the Lord in the second half of this year than you've done in the first half of this year. For those of you that can get excited, not about cash, cars, and clothes, but about people coming to Christ, can you just open your mouth and give God three seconds of worship right I speak salvation to your family, salvation to your children, salvation to your relatives, salvation on your job. Say, Lord, I'm available. Say, use me. 
So, so our series has been the kingdom in you to learn what Jesus gives us when we become Christians, which is we've learned the kingdom. Luke 12, 29, amplified version of the Bible. Amplified, I like to use sometimes because it amplifies the meaning of certain words so that there's no ambiguity. Hence the term the amplified Bible. Look at this. So as for you, so he's not talking to everybody. He is speaking specifically to his people, which means, watch me, the kingdom is different than those that don't know the Lord. And which means the rules are different from those that don't know the Lord. Watch me. If I don't know the Lord, then I got to depend on me to get myself out of it. But because I know the Lord, whatever I find myself in, the Bible says that he orders the footsteps. That because I know the Lord, Romans 8.28 says he makes all things work together for good. See, if I don't know him, then these rules don't apply, which means everything is not going to work together for your good. You just went through hell. But because I know him, when I go through hell, he's going to use it to upgrade my life. Say the rules are different in the kingdom. They're different. So as for you, do not seek what you will eat and what you will drink. In other words, he says, do not focus on just surviving. You cannot live your life in survival mode. You cannot live your life. Watch me from this next part. No, have an anxious and unsettled mind. Why are you anxious and unsettled? Because you are still living in the trauma that has already transpired. He says, too many of my people are living in survival mode. They are only trying to eat. They are only trying to pay bills and die. And he did not die, so the only thing you would do is pay sprint. Yup. He did not die, so the only thing you do is pay your mortgage. He did not die, so the only thing you do is lease an automobile. He died that you might have life and life more abundantly, which means you've got so much life, you're bringing other people back to life. I Say, I will not live in survival mode. And watch me, you can even be successful and still live in survival mode because in your mind, any moment, you might lose it. But the Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow, which means when God makes it happen, I don't have to worry about losing it. I wish you were sitting next to somebody that knew that if God takes me up, I ain't got to worry about being knocked down as long as I do what I did to get there in the first place. Say, I will not live in survival mode. Nor have an anxious and unsettled mind. People are anxious and unsettled because they're living from trauma. Trauma is a deeply distressing situation that you went through. Everybody in here, everybody on every digital campus, you have gone through something traumatic. Everybody. Watch me. And for those who have gone through the most trauma, you'll notice those are normally the biggest praisers. Can I give you an example from scripture? There was a blind man. His name was Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus, watch me, he could not see. He was blind and he could not see. And Bartimaeus, when he heard Jesus was coming, the Bible says that he got loud. And the people around him said, you're being too loud. You're being a distraction. And Bartimaeus was like, but I'm not talking to you. My praise is not for you. My jump is not for you. My clap is not, I'm not talking to you. You don't have a heaven to put me in, nor a hell to put me in, nor the healing that I need. For those of us that have been through some trauma, watch me, let your praise reflect just how much he got you out of. I, he got you out. He got you out. He got you out. Somebody say, he got me out. Watch me, watch me, watch me. Watch me. Brother Manson's like, listen, I have been traumatized. 
because I keep running into stuff. He says, and you don't value sight because you have it, but you don't know how to value it until you don't have it. Whenever you've been through trauma, you often will lose what somebody else treats like it's nothing uh, that's a big deal. Whenever you've been through trauma, watch me, for some of you, you value the fact that you can be at home at night, watch me, with nothing going home. Because there was a time in your life where you hated going home. You will value the simple things. You will value being able to go to the movie, watch me, by yourself. Because there was once a time where you hated being around you. I He says, nor have an anxious and unsettled mind. He says, don't just try to survive and do not live from trauma. Trauma has happened. And if you have an anxious and an unsettled mind, you are not living in now. You are living in what was. And the danger of living in the past is that God can't do anything for you now because you're not even there. So even if he did answer your prayer because you're not present in the now, you would know it that it happened in the now because you live in the past. That's why the Apostle Paul said what I teach you a few weeks ago. He says, listen, I haven't figured everything out. He says, but this one thing I know how to do. I forget my trauma. I remember the lesson, but I forget the pain. I, I remember, I remember the lesson, but I forget the pain. I, he said, I forget those things that are behind me, but I reach for it. I strain for it. I Press forward. And I need some of you to hear me. Watch me. Your breakthrough ain't behind you. It's ahead of you. Your best days are not behind you. They're ahead of you. Your greatest victory is not behind you. It's ahead of you. And I rebuke your anxious spirit. I rebuke your unsettled mind. Let's deal with this. Anxious, 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 anxious. You can't focus. Anxious, anxious. What's going on with this? What's going on with that? What's going on with this? What's going on with this? What's going on? That's what the scripture says. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. He says, worry about nothing. Pray about everything. You're worrying. You, you see something on the news, you worry. You get a phone call, you worry. Somebody don't call you, you worry. You get an email, you worry. Well, watch me. Some of you, watch me. You don't need the enemy because you have you. Because you worry about every little thing that happens instead of saying, well, you know what, God? Listen, if you never sleep nor slumber, there is no need in both of us being up. <laughs> Say, I will not worry. Say it. Now, that sounds easy to do in church. But watch me. When, it, when worry hits you in life, you literally have to handle it the way I just told you to handle it. Say, I will not worry. So when you're reading the email, you're like, oh, God, here we go. Uh-uh, I need to say, I will not worry about this. All things work together for my good. I just believe that it's going to be good on Thursday. And even if it doesn't go that way, come here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Even if it doesn't go the way that I want it to go, he's still God. Say, I will not worry. Watch this next part. And he says, in an unsettled mind, he says, there's some things you haven't settled. And whenever you're not settled, it's kind of like being in a home and living out of boxes. Uh, you, you never settle. You, you got, you, you've been in your house for eight months and you're still looking for clothes in boxes. You're not settled. In other words, you have not made it your own. Watch me. You have not made certain things about God's word your own. You have not made it your own that you're the head and not the tail because you're so used to being screwed by everybody. Okay, I thought this was Wednesday. You're so used to people doing you wrong that when things start going right, you start thinking something wrong. So you're unsettled because you don't even know how to handle good because you're used to trash. Say, I will settle. I will settle. 
I need you to settle it within yourself that the second half will be better than the first half. Settle it within yourself that you have a pulse so he still has a plan. Settle it within yourself that you haven't done everything right. Let's check the room. Let's check online. Who can be honest that the truth is there's a whole lot you have not done right. But one thing about you is that even when you screwed up, messed up, jacked up, you got back up. I you sit next to somebody with a bounce back in them. I may mess up, but baby, watch me bounce back. Yesterday took an L, but today I bounce back. I Look at this, verse 30. For all the pagan nations of the world, he says, unbelievers of the world, they greedily seek these things. He says, not only did they seek them, but they're greedy. They want, watch me, they want more than they need not to be a blessing, but just so they can have it. They want, they want all of this, not, 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 not so they can bless somebody else, not so they can help anybody else, but because they, they do it purely from greed. He says, and watch me, your heavenly father already knows that you have need of these things. Look at verse 31, but strive for and actively seek his kingdom and all these things will be given to you watch this as well let's pay attention to the bible seek his kingdom i've taught you and we're going to look at it in a moment but where's the kingdom at in you you're a carrier of the kingdom but check this out he says i need you to get what's in you out of you watch me and not only will that be part of what you're given but i'll make sure that all of these things will chase you you will not have to chase these things never be mad at somebody that doesn't have to chase what you chase don't be mad at somebody's harvest. Why are they getting blessed? Because they sow your increases in your release. Don't you judge my harvest if you didn't see my seed. Don't you be mad because it's chasing me and you're chasing it. Matter of fact, for some of you, you need to put a period on you chasing stuff, on you chasing cash, cars, clothes, opportunities. Say, I will not chase. Say, but those things will chase me. Never ever. Listen, look at me. Don't you chase a job. Don't you chase money. Don't you chase stuff. Don't you chase, but I want to wear this because it makes me feel like I'm something. If you ain't something before you put it in, all you did was put another man's name on you. I need your name to be so blessed that you ain't trying to wear somebody else's name. You're like, baby, I got my, my own. Say, I will not chase things. Now, let's be clear. There's nothing wrong with having things. There is something wrong with things having you. Right? Ask me. There's nothing wrong with things chasing you. There is something wrong with chasing things. Let's go. He says, seek his what? Kingdom. So I've been teaching you what the kingdom is. I couldn't get to where I wanted to go at either experience on Sunday. We had to stir that water. I'm so glad y'all came with your water pot stirred tonight. Let's go. All right, let's look. Here's the kingdom. Number one, it's heaven's attributes in the earth. Romans 14, 17 describes those attributes. It says, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it is righteousness Peace and joy. Say righteousness, righteousness. Peace, peace, and joy. All right, so when we say heaven's attributes in the earth, it doesn't mean you're going to have cherubim and flaming angels coming down and hallelujah playing harps and all of that all day long and radiant light. That does not what this means. It is very practical. Say this is practical. Okay, watch me. Righteousness, it means it's right with God and right to God. And I've taught you that there are certain things that may seem wrong to you, but they're right to God. 
It seemed wrong to Joseph that his brothers would betray him, but it seemed right to God that he needed to learn how to live in isolation. Why? Because if he couldn't handle the pit, he would never handle the palace. I want to talk, I want to talk, I want to talk to some of you where, watch me, where you thought you were being punished by being put in the pit, not realizing you were being prepared by being put in the pit. Because if you can't handle the isolation of a pit, how are you going to handle the isolation of being prime minister over Egypt? What if I told you everything you've been through was to prepare you for what's about to happen in the second half? It seemed wrong to Joseph, but it was right to God because God knew Joseph at 30, I'm going to make you the man. At 30, I'm going to make you prime minister over Egypt. In fact, you will be father to Pharaoh. You will be father to Pharaoh. Pharaoh will have position, but you will have influence. So whatever you tell the boss to do, the boss will do. Even though he's got the position, you've got the influence. So I need you to learn how to handle a pit that your brothers put you in at a young age. So that when 30 comes, I'm going to give you a ring of gold. I'm going to give you a, 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 cro a chain. I'm going to give you linen garments. And you are going to take over running the nation that was the preeminent nation of the time. What if I told you you needed every negative thing that has ever happened to you? Because it wasn't about where you were. It's about where you're about to I need for those of us that have been through some hell to just open your mouth for two seconds, please, and just let God know that you're grateful even for your gutter. Come on. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Harvest Channel. I'm grateful even for my gutter. Let's go. Righteousness. It's right with God and right to God. So then righteousness means that I do things that are right to God even if they don't seem right to me. Like forgiving people. That doesn't seem right. Come on, can we be honest? Like, does it seem right to forgive someone? They done done you all kind of wrong. And then here you are talking about shalom, praise the Lord. Like, what we want to do is get on the phone, cuss them out. Okay, I thought this was real. I thought this was Wednesday. Let me talk over here with a real. Like, what we want to do, we don't, we forgive. We don't forgive. No, cuss and cut. Holler and scream. You know what I mean? That mark. Like forgiveness doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It, but it's right with God and it's right to God because God says, well, listen, if you don't forgive them for one thing they did to you, I got a list of stuff you didn't done. See, this is why you never need to look down on other people and be judgmental on other people. And even when you've called yourself not wanting to forgive, you need to remember what he forgave you of. Because while they did one thing to you, you got paperwork. You got lists of stuff you done. And God says, if I forgave you and I covered you, you better give that same forgiveness to somebody else. All right, here we go. Here we go. It's righteousness, right with God, right to God. And then look, good character. Watch me. God says, I want your word to mean something. See how quiet it got? I want your yes to be yes, your no to be no. When you tell people you're going to come through, I want it to come through. Christians are notorious for having sloppy word. Okay. I, I need you to say, Lord, fix my character. Which means if you say you're going to do it, you're going to get it done. And, and here's good character. Good character, even if it messes up, watch me, it fixes it up. 
So good character doesn't mean perfection. Good character means, you know what? That's my responsibility. That's my fault. I should have taken care of that. I didn't. I'm not blaming anybody else. I own it and watch me fix it. I pray in the second half of this year, you got the grace to fix whatever it is that you break. Because good character isn't perfection. Good character is I fix what I break. Good character is, oh, I, I didn't mean to say that. Oops, oops, it was an accident. I, I, I give you an example of this a few weeks ago. I was intending to say one word, but I said another word. Uh, and, uh, and so, <laughs> just in, in talking fast and, and praying and all that, I said the wrong word. So I got on and did a corrective video and said, oh, this is what I meant to say. And I couldn't know the definition of the meaning. Uh, but listen, but even my wrong still has some right on it in that particular instance. But, but check it out. Say, I fix what I mess up. Come on. So that's the kingdom. Pay attention. That's the kingdom. When you do what's right with God and right to God and your word means something. You're not a shyster. It's quiet in here. You're not shifty. You're not, watch me. You already know somebody's wrong when they, whatever they're trying to do, they can't do it in the open. Some of y'all know people be trying to have inappropriate conversations with you because they, they don't do it out in the vestibule. No, they want to have a private. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Let's go. Let's move on. And shalom. Say shalom. shalom. Shalom means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. So, so here's manifesting the kingdom. I manifest shalom. Peace. Peace, right? Now, here's the thing. I've said this to you as I've been teaching this, that sometimes we'll look at areas of our life and we'll say, God, something is missing. Something is broken. Something is lacking. And what have I said to you? Count again. Let's go to the story I've been using since we started this series. Two fish, five loaves of bread. God, we don't have enough to feed these thousands of people. And what does he tell them? He says, you feed them. You make it, you manifest the kingdom. You take what you have and you bring something out of you. If you pay attention when I taught you the story the Bible says, they said, well, we have nothing here except two fish and five loaves of bread from this young boy's lunch. In other words, what we have, we got a ball from somebody else. And then Jesus, he takes it, he, he says, sit the people down, put them in groups, and he says, give me what you have. Give me what you have. See, the reason you don't think it's enough is because you haven't given it to me. See, your increase is in your release. As long as it's in your hands, it's not enough. But manifesting the kingdom means give it to the king. Manifesting the kingdom means give it to the king. So they give it to him. He blesses it. Then he breaks it. And what does he do? He gives it to the 12. And he says, you distribute it. You missed it. What was he telling them? Manifest kingdom. You missed it. I'm not giving it to them because I'm the king. I'm giving it to you. You distribute it to them because you need to learn how to manifest the kingdom. Pay attention. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. He, Jesus could have just taken it and given it out himself. But he never would have taught his leaders how to manifest the kingdom. So he says, I'm going to bless it and break it. I'm going to give it to you. Now you manifest the kingdom out of you. And as you start serving and releasing to other people, you're going to notice it starts multiplying. But it's not going to multiply until it leaves your hands. It's not going to multiply until you release it. For some of you, you don't think you have enough because you won't let it leave your hands so you never get to see the kingdom manifest. You won't take any step of faith. You won't do anything with what you have. 
because you're waiting on him to give it all to you here. And he says, I don't work that way. Start walking and start releasing. Some of you are like, I just, I just waiting on somebody to love. Release love to your friends. Rele you're missing what I'm saying. This is bigger than money. Whatever it is I need to see, I got to release it first. Count it again. You have enough. Count it again. Elbow somebody next to you. Say, count it again. And if they didn't elbow you, just punch them in the face. No, don't do that. Don't let me see it. You can do it, though. I'm just joking. Um, uh, I need you to have agreement around you. Because wherever there's agreement, Psalm 133 says there's a commanded blessing. So if you can get the people in your section, the people you're streaming with, if you can get them to agree with you, Watch me. You ain't going to have to wait till Sunday to have a testimony. You'll have one by the time you check your email after church. I wish you would elbow somebody next to you and say manifest the kingdom. Tell them. Right. Righteousness, peace, and joy. What does joy mean? You're glad. Your emotions are a choice. And when you're manifesting the kingdom, when that's coming out of you, you choose. Like you choose. You choose. Like I can be mad about this. I can be mad or I can be glad. It's a choice. Well, Bishop, now I just feel some type of way. See, this is the problem. You, you, you allow your feelings to dictate to you when feelings can be chosen by you. Bishop, back that up with Bible. No problem. The apostle Paul, when he's standing in front of King Agrippa, he says, King Agrippa, I think myself happy, which means I'm not happy because I met you in chains. I'm a whole Roman citizen that is being treated like I'm less than. Oh my God, I might preach tonight. I am being treated like I am less than by these crazy religious zealots. I am being treated like I'm less than. So, King, I'm happy to meet you, but I'm not happy the way that I'm meeting you. But watch me, King. I choose my emotion, so I think myself. And for some of you, I know you got stressful stuff, but think yourself peaceful. I know you got stuff that makes you mad. Think yourself glad. Notice how he said how he does it. Notice how he said how he does it. I think myself. What does this mean? I simply change my thought. I change my thought. Change my thought. Is that bracelet still in that other one? No, because let me have it. Let me show you how easy this is. I got one on. See? Anybody see it? Right, there's another one over here. Now, this one has a whole little adjustable clip and clasp and all that. Right? This how you, is how you think yourself happy. Uh, it was so simple, you missed it. You think everything got to be deep. Stop trying to go to the deep end and you ain't mastered the kiddie pool. It's just that simple. Somebody say, I choose my emotion. Say, I choose how I feel about it. So let's, let's, ooh, okay, let's go here. So somebody you were good to that did you dirty, you happen to see that they moving on. Yeah, boss, I'll tell you. You happen to see that they looking happy. You ready? And this is for single and married folk. So now, you can either be mad. See, they didn't have nothing when I met them. They wasn't doing nothing when I met them. If it wasn't for me, if it wasn't. Or you can say, look at my work. Look at what I produced. Little do you know that was. Stop. Wait a minute. Stop. 
stop, stop, stop. See, some of y'all couldn't rejoice off of that because you missed it. Instead of being mad that somebody that was once in your life is doing well, instead say, God, thank you for showing me how much value I add. For everybody that's ever been done wrong by somebody, can you just give God glory? Why? That you're a value adder. I, you know how to add value to people. When they exit your life, they're better than when they came. And nobody can use you. The most they could do is get seed up off of you. Let's go. Let's go. Say, I choose my emotion. And look, I've had this one on since I put it on. It's a choice. It's a choice. Right? Look at this. So that's the kingdom. Righteousness, peace. Joy. Those are heaven's attributes. When, 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 when God gave an instruction and, and, and Satan and one-third of the angels wanted to amend that instruction, God says, there will be shalom here. I'm not fighting with you. Watch me. Since you're not on my train, headed in the direction I'm going, you can go. Mm -mm, you missed it. You, you missed it. Even God had to deal with difficult people. Angelic beings in this instance. But Genesis 19 teaches us they appear in the earth as humans, so carry it. You ready? All right, look at this. S say heaven's attributes in the earth. Talk to me like an army. Say heaven's attributes in the earth. All right, number two, here's what the kingdom is. This is what God gives you when you become a Christian. God's MO, his modus operandi, how he does what he does. Isaiah 55 and 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So God says, I'm thinking on a whole nother level. You're coming to me with AM and I'm on like XM. You coming to me where if it starts getting dark, if some of y'all remember AM stations where if it got dark. Right? God says, you're coming to me with stuff that thinks, watch me, that's because it's dark that something's wrong. Because your signal gets fuzzy when it gets dark. But my signal even isn't using that same system. God says, my ways are higher. Like they're higher. Like, like I tell you to pray for your enemies. That's higher. Pray for my enemy? No, okay. Praying for people I love, got it. Praying for people I like, got it. For them? I got a prayer, Lord, when they fall down and bust their leg. Let me. Come on, let's be honest. Say, that's higher. He says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So God says, the kingdom is you're doing things at a different level. At a level that even surprises you. At a level that makes you look at how you handle something and saying, wow, that had to be God. Because that couldn't have been me. Because had that been me, whoo. And thirdly, it's becoming who God says we are and possessing what God said we can. Jeremiah 29, 11. Let me introduce a new scripture to you today to, to illustrate this point. Uh, Jeremiah 29, the, the children of Israel, the Hebrews, particularly one portion of them, um, they have now been taken captive. And as they are taken captive, um, 
God says, y'all are going to be in Babylon for 70 years. But seven is the biblical number of completion. So God says, I've got to complete something in you, but I'm going to complete it in a strange land. I'm going to complete it in you in Babylon, which means confusion. Check it out. I will complete you in confusion. So for some of you, because things, certain areas of your life are confusing, you're missing the construction. I want to preach. I want to preach. I want to preach. I'm going to preach. You're missing the construction that's happening in you because what's going on around you is confusing. But God says, I place you in confusion in order to construct you to completion. In other words, I need the confusion because you don't need to see exactly what I'm building. You'll see it when I'm done with you because you're coming out of this better. You're coming out of this stronger. You're coming out of this wiser. So look. So, 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 so there were some false prophets that were telling them it's not going to take 70 years and, and everything's going to be fine. Anybody right now, you got some areas of your life that are a little Babylonian, they're a little confusing. Like, like you're good. You're in church. You knew to be here tonight. You knew to stream tonight. You know to be here on Sunday. But there are some areas of your life where you're like, I don't even want to talk about it. Matter of fact, thinking about it makes you tired. Right? But say, I'm under construction. And he completes me in the midst of confusion. For somebody, that's your whole word right there. So, so, so God tells them, hey, guys, you're going to be there for 70 years. And I'm not letting you out a day early until I'm done. Because what comes next, you have to be ready for. So this is what he says to them. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. In other words, God says, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not having nightmares. My thoughts towards you, watch me, are peace, shalom. My thoughts towards you are not evil. I'm not trying to kill you. If I wanted you dead, I would just say die. If I wanted you, to be, if I wanted you messed up, I'd just leave you to yourself. I ain't got to speak that. I can leave you to you. Who can thank God that he didn't leave you to yourself? Look, he says, I'm not against you. Say, say he's not against me. Because sometimes when you're, when you're going through life, you can feel like, God, do you? Do you hate me? Who, can we have an honest moment? Come on, you were bishop for me, so it's safe and secure. You're good. You ready? Who has ever felt like, God, like, either you are really mad or you, like, don't like me no more. You hate me. <laughs> Come on. I felt it. I felt it. I've been like, God, watch me. I got everybody with this one. You're not helping me. <laughs> Except for all of what he did to help you. I'm so glad that he does not judge me based on a moment. Woo! I'm so glad he pays attention to my pattern, but not my momentary mistakes. He says, I'm not against you. I want to give you a future. And I want to give you something to hope for. He says, because you're becoming who I said you are, so you can possess what I said you can. In Babylon, he told them, build houses. He says, plant vineyards. He says, I need you to work it while you're there. Stop cursing the confusion 
and start constructing in the midst of confusion. So for those of you who feel like you're on a holding pattern, can I let you know something? Watch me. You still better go. Watch me. If you're on an airplane and it's going in circles, you still better get your drink. You better get your snack. There's a particular airline. They have this thing called a Stroop Waffle. It's United. Listen. And let me tell you something. Now, I don't do sugar like that, but that Stroop Waffle... I had, I had one of our harvesters that is one of my digital harvesters. I had them send me, I just said, send me a few. They sent me five bags. I said, I don't even know what to do with all of this. I'm, I'm used to them giving you one and then you being, you know, like, I don't know if I'm going to ask for a second. I, everybody watch me. Everybody watch me. Even in the midst of construction and confusion, God says, I'm completing something in you. Watch me. And that's the kingdom. So the, watch me. The kingdom is not just the finished product. The kingdom is the processed. Did you hear me? And you have the ability to not only survive the process, but come out better because of the process. The kingdom is not just your end. The kingdom is your journey. I need you to open your mouth and say, Lord, thank you for my journey. So look at this. You carry the kingdom in you. Luke 17, 21. For indeed, the kingdom of God is what within you. Here we go. Where specifically is it in you? Where is it in you? I taught you on Sunday. Ecclesiastes 3.11. I'm going to connect the dots. Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has put eternity, heaven, first, first characteristic of kingdom, it's heaven's attributes in the earth. So when God wanted to send heaven to the earth, he put it in you, then sent you. I'm going to back it up so that you get it. This is why, this is why, watch me, the enemy has tried to mess up how you see you since you got here. Because he knew you were carrying something. You were carrying something he was put out of. Oh my God. You were carrying something that he was put out of. And he recognizes what's in you. My job is to make sure by the end of this series, you wake up to what's in you. Open up your mouth say, the kingdom is in me. So let's go to work. Let's look. He has put, talk about God, eternity. Eternity there in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament means heaven. Where did he put it in you? Into man's heart. Heart, in Old Testament, is the word lev, L-E-B for my note takers, which means mind. It is not this heart that pumps blood. And for those who say you got to get it in here and not in here, this pumps blood, this don't do nothing else. Your heart, scripturally, is your mind. Because your mind is the center of your decision making. Your mind is the center of you. Who are you without a mind? This is why you need to stop getting everybody a piece of your mind so you have some left. Watch me, every fight, there's not always something to win. You need to learn how to sometimes just hush your mouth, be quiet, and keep it moving. Because sometimes, oh, you're fighting back to get your point across, fighting back so that you feel like you're proving a point. You didn't do anything but give up your mind. And when I give up my mind, what am I really giving up? Heaven! What am I really giving up? Kingdom! So make sure if you're going to spend your time with somebody that you're going to give your mind to that they deserve the... He has put heaven 
the kingdom into your mind. Wow, 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 wow. Which is why this is where your greatest struggles are. Right here. Because some of y'all, while I'm saying this, you ain't here. Your mind has got you somewhere else. I sure hope Jody got them forms done because if she don't have them done, who I can't stand her. That's right, Bishop, say it, sir. Yeah, Basha. Some of you, you're in new friendships, but you're not really there. Your mind is in an old one. That's what we started with. Jesus said, do not do that, but seek what the kingdom. He says, do not live from trauma. Do not live to survive. Because some of you, you can't even enjoy who's in your life now because you're not there. Your mind is still there. Now, wonder the warfare that comes against you. What's warfare? Battle after battle. It's in your mind. The only place pain exists is in your mind. The only place betrayal exists is in your mind. The only place loss exists is in your mind. The only place insecurity exists is in your mind. The only place depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, the only place atelophobia, which is the feeling of not being good enough, the only place those things exist is in your mind. The only place where you, where you beefing with people is in your mind. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me today. The only place where you are having emotional turmoil is in your mind. This is why the scripture says, as a man thinks in his heart, in his mind, so is he. Which means if I don't get my mind together, I'll never mind what I'm supposed to get together. I need you to speak this over yourself. Say, Lord, give me my mind. Come on. Uh-uh, come on, say it, say it, say it, say it. Say, I need all of it back. Because here's what happens. Can, can I go deep for just a second? Here's what happens. David, the psalmist prays this prayer. He says, restore to me my soul. Your soul is your mind your thoughts, your will, your emotions. Restore, give it back. What? Where is it at? It's left in little pieces of your life. Let me, let me have those pins there, the whole, the whole container of pins. I, I want to show you. Now, let's pretend like this is your mind. Look, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, new beginning. You always know how to start over. You got eight. You got eight pins. And I'm sure there's eight in there because I put it on a checklist that I want eight in there. Listen. But something happened when you were a little girl. And, and so now, you're, you're still strong. But there's a part of the 42-year-old that's still trying to protect the 7-year-old. I was watching the documentary about Mary J. Blige's life. And, and what was interesting is she said, she said, she said, grown Mary still trying to protect the little girl Mary. 
And she said, when I sing, it was just pain that was coming out. She said, and I was going through so much pain because I'm still trying. And even to this day, she says, I'm still trying to protect that little girl, which means Mary, Mary, we appreciate you. And we want a real love and we want all that too. But here's the thing, but you're not all there. Then you move on. And then you go forward. And then when you were a teenager, You're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too dark, you're too light, you're too white, you're too black. You acting black, you acting white. Your hair too curly, you ain't got no curls. That's an ultra perm. <laughs> what you got, Wade Nouveau? Look, hey. So now you begin to struggle with who you are because you're surrounded with other people who don't know who they are. So the only way to feel better about themselves is to tear others down in order to justify self. So you started with eight, watch me, and you made it. What you got left? Five. You made it by grace. Five is the biblical number of grace. But then you fell in love. And for some, that was the right choice. For others... The enemy that you saw <laughs> lets you never, ever see again forever. Because, because, because you put everything in that relationship. You put your money, your credit. Some of y'all still paying off cell phone bills. For <laughs> I thought this was Wednesday. You were vulnerable. You told them the stuff that happened then and then. So now, watch me. I showed you all of me, and I didn't keep much for myself because I thought I could trust you with it. Maybe it wasn't a romantic relationship. Maybe it was a friendship. Maybe it was a business partnership. Maybe it was a family member. And so the only thing you got left But what did he put in you? The kingdom. But what do I need to manifest that? My mind. Well, where is my mind? Dispersed. And then watch me. You had kids. Thanks for coming to church, everybody. I'll be here all week. Uh, all the parents shouted. All the people with no kids, they were like, what's the big deal, Bishop? I was an amazing child. People are telling me they've never had children like me. It was amazing. <laughs> Did y'all see how the room responded? I bet you the same thing on every digital campus. Like, everybody with parents, sir! Everybody else like, what, is, what are they doing all of that shouting for? Like, children are amazing. They're a gift from God. Maybe it wasn't kids. It was a business. You birthed something. You produced something. And you wanted it to reflect who you were. Can I help free some of you parents? Listen, if y'all don't shout off and nothing else I say tonight, I'm almost done. Shout off of this. Do not put pressure on yourself um, when it comes to your children 
and who and what they become. Can I help you? Can I help you? Can I? Now, the Bible says train up a child in the way to say, go do everything you can do to teach them the word, to teach them the right way. But even with two amazing parents, you can still have a Judas. Even with two amazing parents, your child can still turn out nothing like you. You poured into them, but they're nothing like you. And you're thinking you failed. You are not responsible for the decisions that grown people make. I'm just giving you Bible. But maybe you, you, you put it in your business. You put all of this out. You pour it all of you. So the psalmist is like, restore my soul. He's like, because I've given it up. And now when God says I want it, well, this is why it's such a struggle for some people to put God first because you've given everything to everybody else. And so, ooh, but you the curse breaker. You're the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. Everybody open your mouth and say, Lord, restore my soul and peace by peace over these next six months I pray that God begin to restore your soul so that everything you need is back where it belongs your confidence your strength your focus your skills your talents your abilities say restore my soul let's go to work so here's the million dollar question why were you born? To give God glory, okay? To lift him up, okay? To touch the world, okay? To make the world a better place, okay? <laughs> All right? All right? Say, Lord, why was I born? Because all of that has made you question it. This is why you sometimes have people who are scatterbrained. Because it's scattered. Ask me. Ask me. Look at this. I'm going to give you an answer. And then I just want you to let it sit on you. They're not going to play. You're just going to be real silent for just three seconds. Don't get used to that. Heaven is noisy. So you need to get used to noise. Bible says all day they praise him and say, holy, 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 holy. Praise is going on around him all day. Music is playing all day. Got it? So, so, so you ready? I just, I'm going to say it to you and I want you to let it sit on you. So here's why you were born. To manifest his kingdom in the earth. Stop. Don't say nothing. Don't say, mm. Just let it sit. Because it sounds so simple that you will miss just how deep it is. You were not born to pay bills and die, to just have kids and die. When God looked at what the earth was going to be in 2021, he said, who can I send that I can put, watch me, a franchise of heaven on the inside of them so that when they get to the earth, they turn wherever they're at and whatever they're in to make it look like where they came from. You're going to hear me tonight. 
Whatever you are in and whatever you are doing, you're supposed to make it look like where you came from. Let me show you. Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in your mother's womb. What did I teach you? The enemy has tried to reform you and deform you. Reform you, turn you into something you're not. Are you a loving person? Why are you fronting trying to act tough? Now, you're a naturally loving person, but you, you got mean mug face on every day. And you know you want to hug somebody, know you want to be nice to somebody, but you're trying to protect you. You know you're a giving person, but because a few people took advantage of you, and you don't even understand as a Christian, they can't take advantage of you because the Bible says anything that I do for another, I'll receive the same back from the Lord. So, so look, he tries to reform you, turn you into something else, and then deform you, like deform you. Um, any double-jointed persons close to me that can do double-jointed moves? You can't do double. You can do, come on, come on, come on. Now, everybody pay close attention because I don't want no emails. <laughs> don't, come, don't, don't come over here unless I send for you. Now, I'm not saying that because you can do this if you're double-jointed, you're deformed. Okay, what I'm saying is I'm going to make it an example. Okay, come on up. Thank you. Come on. Y'all clap for my volunteer. Come on here. Okay, what you got? Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Okay, do it. I'm going to turn away. Do it. Y'all stretch your hands. Father, we need a healing tonight. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. No, 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 stay right there. Stay right there. No, thank you. That, that's amazing. I can't do that. If I do, they're going to be right back there. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, can, can I get you to go halfway? Can you just go halfway? Go halfway. Okay, go halfway. And stay there. You can't live like that. She can't go her whole day like that because there's things God wants to give her she can't grab because... So what the enemy, thank you, what the enemy has tried to do to you is to deform you so that you can never access what God has ordained for you. So you think you're a victim. Deformity. You think everybody's against you. Deformity. You quit before you start. Deformity. But I need you to open up your mouth and say, but thank God that I'm being reformed into what God originally intended. Right? Before I formed you in the womb, which means life began before conception. You didn't get here when you got here. You got here when you got here. But you've been here. Catch the nuance. What's me? You are a spirit. You have a soul, mind, thoughts, feeling, emotions. You live in a physical body. Your spirit, hear me, your spirit was with the Lord before you ever had a body. Watch me. And he says to this of you, and I approved you, and I chose you as my chosen instrument. Everybody pay attention. God says, I chose you, but not only did I choose you, pay attention, to approve you means you, somebody made a request for you to come. Can I go deeper than I went on Sunday? What if you were what the earth prayed for? What if you were what the city prayed for? What if you were what your ancestors prayed for? 
What of you? I wish I had somebody in this building and online. Somebody say, I'm the answer to somebody's prayer. Y'all are sitting on this and I don't know why. You're not some accident. You, you couldn't have died. You, you're not some bump on the log. You're not some mistake. You are the answer to somebody's prayer. Somebody asked for you. And I'm not just talking about no relationship. Somebody asked for you. Somebody said, who's going to fight for us? Who's going to go for us? Who's going to defend us? Open your mouth, say, I'm the answer. But not only did somebody ask for you, you asked to come. This is what it means when he says he approved you. You've never heard this before. Got it? And I talked to this on Sunday, and I'm about to show you the scripture. You've never heard this before, and I'm about to show you a scripture that explains why you've never heard this before. You couldn't have handled it before. You weren't ready before. But can I tell everybody, listen to me, everybody watching me, you ready now. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. Look, he says, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I set you apart, which means since you got here, you've never, ever quite you tried, eh, eh, eh. you tried this, you tried that. Watch me. Some of you, 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 you were in this church, you were in that church, you're over there, you're over there. And then when you heard your shepherd speak, all of a sudden you were like, something in me's coming alive. What's coming alive? What did he put in you? The kingdom. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm ready. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I, that means I set you apart. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now watch this. This was an accident on the slides, but I want to teach you a principle. Watch me. It duplicates. And even the accidents have purpose. Even the mistakes have purpose. I, I need you to hear me. Because there's areas of your life where you will say, I just wasted that. No, you didn't. Somebody say, nothing has been wasted. Say, everything has been sown. Look, it says, I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now, now check this out. That's an accident. That's not supposed to be like that in the way that it, that it was set up. But check this out. I'm going to use it to teach you a principle. And here's the principle. That even what you think is accidental... God will use it as something providential. You thought you accidentally clicked on this stream tonight. All they go say nothing to me. You thought you accidentally were introduced into this, that, and the other. God says, even what you think is accidental, I am using it because I intend to reap a harvest on my investment in you. Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three, let a thing be established. So two is the number of witness, which means anything that repeated, there's something I needed to witness. So, so, so watch this. Even in the accident on the slide, look at what the accident says. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Appointed you a prophet to the nations. In other words, you're bigger than your zip code. You're bigger than your city. You're bigger than your community. I wish you stopped thinking that the only thing you can do is on your street. I wish you stopped thinking that the only thing you can accomplish is based on the neighborhood that you grew up in and the people that you were around. What if I told you you better have your passport ready? 
I'll preach my own self happy. What if I told you that you better make sure that you got yourself a good set of luggage? What if I told you you better make sure your credit is together because you're not just going to have a house here. You're going to have one in Atlanta too. You're not just going to be here. What if I told you that God... Somebody say, I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. Look, look, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Bishop, why have I not heard this before? Listen, he kept you alive for now. I'm almost done. You got to think about this. In America alone, over 600,000 people have not made it to today. And I pray for every single person right now where you are mourning or grieving the loss of anyone that you loved and cared for. And I pray that God would give you comfort in your grieving process. And I pray that from your grief, watch me, would come a revelation that you're not done. If you are still here, you're not done. I'll say it to these over here. If you are still here, then he's not done. I'm going to give everybody in the building, everybody online, an opportunity. I'm almost done. Say, because I'm still here, God's not done. I still have a pulse, so he still has a plan. Listen, let me, let me, let me, I need you to let that sit on you for a second. How is it that it, boop, boop, passed over you? Boop, boop passed over you. See, every time we're not grateful for the fact that we have another day, what we're saying is, God, I don't even recognize that it was you that let it pass over. Say, he kept me alive for now. For some of you, the doctors literally said, you're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to. That car accident, when you looked at that car after that accident, it doesn't make sense how you walked I think I got a witness in the building. How you walked out of that. When you think back on some of the stuff you were doing and who you were doing it with, I wish there were some honest people. It does not make sense that you're still here. But say this, say he kept me alive for now. So look at this. Isaiah 48 and 7. Look at this. Why have I not, why not heard this before? Why have I never been, I ain't even taught this before. How many of you are hearing new information you've not heard before throughout this series? If you're not raising your hand, I know the food selection in this city. You ain't heard this. I'm just telling you right now. You ain't, you ain't heard this. I love everybody, but you ain't heard this. You ain't, you ain't, heard. <laughs> you ain't heard this. I love everybody, but you ain't heard this. Only now I am making them happen. And this is interesting, because if, if, he, if he does the ending of a thing before the beginning of a thing, this would suggest that there are things he kept from me, about me, until I could handle what he needed to say to me. What if I told you that it's about to make sense? What's about to make sense? Give me my pens. What's about to make sense? What's about to make sense? This is, this, this is what is about to make sense. All of this, all of this. What if I told you 
that you weren't ready until you could survive a pandemic and make it through quarantine and isolation where death was all around you but you still opened your mouth and said I shall live and not die to declare the world. What if everything that has happened needed to happen because everything's about to come together. Everything's about to come together. Everything's about to come together. Would you worship God for three seconds right there? Go. It's coming together. It's coming together. It's coming together. It's coming together. All of what I've been through is about to make sense. Everything I walked through is about to make sense. You didn't waste your 20s. You didn't waste your 30s. You didn't waste your relationship. You didn't waste your time. Open your mouth say it's coming together. Look at this. Nothing like this took place in the past. God says, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. He says, this has not happened to you before. If I had told you, you would claim you knew all about it, which would have made you sloppy, inconsistent, unfaithful, deterred. But God says, God says, look at the scripture, only now. Can I just get you on three? Please don't say this if, if you don't want it to happen. It's okay. But, but just for those that understand this, which is everybody. But if you want to say nothing, don't say nothing. Okay? I want to free you from the pressure of success, succeeding. I want to free you from the pressure of having the best half. I want to free you from the pressure of all your life coming together in six months. So if you don't want that, don't say nothing. But for those of you who believe the Bible, I'm giving you Bible. Only now I'm making them happen. On three, I need you to holler now like you in Denver and you're trying to holler to Thornton. One, two. Are y'all ready? Online, you just type it and say it in your house. One, two, three. Come on. Now. 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 Now, 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 look, God says, look at the next line, I got to finish, nothing like this has ever taken place, you're not going to be able to say remember this, because what you're about to see you've never seen before, where you're about to work you never dreamed you could. What you're about to possess, you never thought you could. What you're about to do, you never thought you could get it done that fast. Nothing like this has ever taken place in your past. Watch me. Watch me. So, so what, what's happening? Let me tell you. Can I finish? Yeah. Revelation eleven fifteen. Notice how he's been standing here with it the whole time. Because notice the scripture says only now, let's go back real fast, only now I am making them happen. God says I'm built, bringing all these broken pieces together. All these scattered fragments of your mind. What did I put in your mind? The kingdom. Heaven in the earth. 
Only now I'm bringing together all of these scattered fragments. There's a reason you haven't been able to focus until There's a reason you didn't feel motivated. There's a reason you question your sanity. There's a reason you felt like you weren't good enough until God says, I'm making it happen. I'm ma- God says, I'm making it happen. I'm making it happen, which means I'll move whatever I need to move. I will shut down whatever. Some of you watch me. You're going to be forced out of some positions because God says, I'm going to make it happen. Y'all better hear me today. You're going to be forced out of some friendships. God says, I'm making it happen. You're going to be forced out of certain socioeconomic classes. God says, I'm making it happen. You're going to be forced out of certain mindsets. God says, he is making it happen. Listen, I got to quit. Revelation 11:15. 15. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign. How long? Now watch me, I've talked to you this before, real quick. Have become means past tense. But Revelation is written by John when he's on the Isle of Patmos in exile. And literally, Revelation comes from the Greek word apocalypto, where we get our word apocalypse, which does not mean the end, it means the unveiling. It means to see what has always been there, but you could not see it because it was covered. It means to see what has always been there, but you couldn't see it because it was covered. Only now. Only now. Only now, only now, I'm making it happen. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Christ is not God's last name. Jesus' last name is not Christ. He didn't fill out an application, uh, last name Christ, first name Jesus. Christ is a title. It comes from a Hebrew word, Moshiach, a Greek word, Christos. It means the anointed one, his anointing, his anointed. The anointed one, Jesus, his anointing, the process you go through to get an anointing. What does that mean? you got to crush the olive to get oil. Which means your crushing is his Christ. Of our Lord and of his Christ. The anointed one, the anointing, and his anointed. Who is that? Us. Check this out. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our what? Lord. Watch me. And of. If Christ was talking about Lord, it wouldn't say and of. You see, it's right there in the scripture. The kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. The anointed one, his anointing. Can, can you just point to you? Can, can you do that? Say me. me. Online. Can you do it too? Me. And the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and. Let's make it pluralistic. Say ours. And the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and God says who can I get that if I put them in entertainment they're going to turn it around for me see some of y'all let me tell you let me prophesy what's about to begin happening you're about to be called to Hollywood you're about to be called to Atlanta God I feel prophecy in this building why because there's entertainment in you that God says I need somebody that can represent the kingdom I need somebody that can manifest heaven in the earth for some of you you're about to hold political office you never wanted to run for it you never wanted to do it but it's coming to get you 
who am I talking to? For some of you, you never wanted to be in education, but it's about to come get you. Why? Now is the time. Now is the time. Say, now is the time. Watch me. Look at me. Look at me. Revelation 5.10. I got to quit. And he has made us what? Kings and priests, spiritual and successful. And we shall do what? Reign on the earth. Go back to Revelation 11 and 5. I just need you to settle this that this is talking about you. The kings of this world have become the kings of our Lord and ours, and he and we shall reign. How long? Revelation 5.10. And have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign where? On the earth. Everybody look at me. We are not chasing death. If you grew up in church, the infatuation was with death. In the sweet, in that great, Beulah land. I got a crown up there. You have one. I have peace up there. You're supposed to have it. I'm not trying to die to get over there. I was sent from there to bring there down here. Can, can, can I get this? Can, can I get this? Whatever kingdom you're in, and for some of you, you're about to have a kingdom switch. God, open up every door. Y'all ought to let me flow tonight. God, open up every door tonight. Open up every door that you have ordained. Close quickly every door you have not ordained. Now is the time. 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 Watch me. Whatever kingdom you're in, arts and entertainment, business, church of spirituality, education, family, media, or government, look at me. You're an ambassador for him. Yeah. I, I, I need to let that settle with you. You're like, listen, do not pay attention to the pay. Y'all free me up tonight. If you pay attention to the pay, you may miss purpose. You better hear what I'm saying tonight. Why? What did I teach you at the beginning? We don't chase those things. Those things chase. Whatever kingdom you're in, arts and entertainment, business, church, education, family, media, government. For some of you, watch me, you're about to begin moving in media. You're about to begin moving in media. For some of you, you're about to begin moving in education. And I'm not, listen, it's good to teach. It's better to administrate because you can tell them what to teach. You're about to set academic policy. Free me up so I can prophesy. Let me correct the word better. You, you have more authority when you can administrate I don't want any teacher to feel less than because they are not. Matter of fact, thank God for every teacher. Celebrate every teacher right there. For some of you, watch me. 
Every time you get a job, you find what's wrong with it. As soon as you get on there, you're like, well, if we did this, and if we did this, and I don't know what it is. Can I tell you why? God says, I need you to learn how to find problems so that when you launch your business. And for some of you, you're not going to be an entrepreneur. You're not going to have to launch your own. You're going to take something somebody else built, and they're going to sit you in the chief executive spot. Say, whatever I'm in, I'm an ambassador for him. Last scripture, 2 Corinthians 5.20. God, I could really go, but I got to stop. I got to stop. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Listen, when Jesus came to the earth, something was going on that had never happened in the history of the world. Say, what's that, Bishop? Normally, when an, a nation was colonizing or operating by some imperialistic desire, what they would do is that they would, pay attention, they would go like Nebuchadnezzar did and take the people, displace them, and bring them back to their nation. And then give them Babylonian names and teach them Babylonian ways. So Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that are not, those are not the names, the Hebrew names of those three young men. That's their Babylonian names. Check this out. But when Jesus came into the earth, something was happening that had never happened before in recorded human history. Say, what's that, Bishop? The Romans said, we're not going to move them from Israel, from the African tectonic plate. We're not moving them from there. Instead, we're going to send governors and ambassadors to where they are. And they're going to turn Israel to make it look like Rome. Uh -uh, I need to say it again because you missed it. Uh -uh, faster, I need you to say it again because you missed it. You missed it, you missed it, you missed it. For the first time in human history, normally they would move the people over here and say now come build our nation you ready when Jesus was born the Romans had a whole new system they had something called the empire and the empire said we are not going to move all these people to Rome instead send send me send me send me some people from Rome Come on, y'all, I need, I need to know you're getting it. Send me some people from Rome that can come into new territory. Watch me, as ambassadors, as governors, as rulers into the new territory and turn, watch me, come here, come here, come here, come on, come on. And turn this Hebrew into a Roman. You're going to get it in just a second. So when Jesus was born and came into the earth, that time was picked so that when we read about where he was living, 
we see what we're supposed to be to. He sent you and I from heaven, filled with heaven, to turn every environment we're into into heaven. Oh my God, your life is so precious. That's why the enemy's been trying to take you out since you got here. Because he knows you got the ability to change things, to turn things around. I need you to give God glory right there. Give him glory right there. Hallelujah. Watch, watch, watch. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. At home, at home and online, we're done. If you came in late, you weren't able to give, get that ready. If you want to sow the seal, get that ready. Watch me. What did he do? When Jesus was born, go back to my scripture about now. Only now I'm making it happen. Say now. now. Only now I am making it happen. So when Jesus comes into the earth for the first time in recorded history, what his kingdom is like is being modeled by the Romans. So why did he come when he came? Why did he do this? Why didn't he do this? Why didn't he do that? He said, because nobody's doing it like I want it done yet. So when he comes and he's born, all of what we see in the New Testament is the Roman Empire where they sent ambassadors and governors let me see if I give you another word for governors. Watch me. King Agrippa. He wasn't the Caesar. He wasn't the emperor, but he was called king. He's king of kings. We see it modeled in the Bible. This is too deep. I got to quit. This is too deep. So when we read the New Testament, we are seeing what his kingdom is like. Somebody said, I just don't know when God's going to do something about the government. I sent you. Sit down and take your seat and do what you're supposed to do. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me tonight. When is somebody, somebody going to do something about education? I sent you to do something about education. While you're begging the government, make them do it. Go in there and... When is somebody going to do something about arts and entertainment? Well, I gave you gifts. I gave you talents. I gave you skills. What in the heck do you think I gave that to you for? So you can sit up and sing in a mirror? So you can sit up and act at your house? I gave that to you so you can rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. When is somebody going to do something about business? I sent you. You're waiting on me to do what I sent you to do. But you couldn't handle that before. But you're ready. I got to go. But for those of us that are excited that now is the time, can I just get you to put a praise in this building and online? Go. Now. 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 Say it. Now. Now. Now, 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 now. And now we got to go. If you're in this building or you're online and you've never given your life to Jesus, I feel a prophetic flow, so there's going to be a little after church church. Because for some of you, watch me, for some of you, this second half will represent your shift.
out of survival, out of trauma, into what you were sent to do. If you're in this building or you're online and you've never given your life to Jesus, today's your day. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord but you've not been faithful to him, today's your day to come back to him. And thirdly, if you're like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to make sure that by the time I log off or by the time I leave this building, things are right with the Lord. If that's you in this building online, become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. On the count of three, in the building, throw your hand up. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. One. Are you ready? No guilt, no shame, no condemnation. God loves you. We love you. One, two, three. If that's you, hand up in this building. God bless you. God bless you. Online, do that hand with the emoji or say, it's me. Nothing but love. Can I get everybody to pray this to me? Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. That's unconditional. I confess in my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. I understand why I was born. It's bigger than trauma. It's bigger than survival. It's bigger than my city. It's bigger than my zip code. It's bigger than my family. It's kingdom time. In Jesus' name. Can you clap your hands and thank God for those that have come to the Lord? Can I get those of you who just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord or announced your text the word decision at 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you. In the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's.